welcome to the latest episode of the Embodied Living Yoga podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott, uh, and today's episode is All Things India. Uh, we are leading a retreat in March of 2019, um, and uh, this is a conversation between Gabby and I. Gabby's the other uh, co-host of the retreat, and just to talk about um talk about a little bit about the trip and a little bit about India and a little bit about um, our experience and uh, the experience uh, that, you know, some of the experience that we'll be having on retreat. So it's absolutely like one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And it is actually really hard to talk about because India um, is hard to put into words. But if you're interested, um, this would be the thing to listen to, uh, you know, and uh, reach out to us. So March 1st to 10th, in 2019, we'll, we will be heading to Vrindavan, India, and we are super excited and would love to have you join. Thanks for listening. wanted to make a little video to talk about a retreat that we're going to be running in March uh, to Vrindavan, India, and a little bit about our story, a little bit about what we'll be doing, and, um, and you know, hopefully it will help answer any questions for those of you that are thinking about the trip or interested in going to India. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a big deal to go. Um, and so we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about like our stories, how we ended up going to India in the first place in this specific spot, um, called Vrindavan, which is, uh, a holy city, one of the holiest cities in India. So, um, I guess we'll, we'll start there, right? Yeah. So. I mean, maybe a little bit about, um, a couple years ago, has it been, is it two years now? Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years ago, Gabby, myself, and our friend Nicole um, ended up taking a trip, not ever thinking about running a retreat, but we ended up taking a trip to India that really Gabby uh, piloted on taking a I went a to leave. like <laughs> drop off my master's thesis paper because my, um, my advisor happened to be there. And it was just one of these things. And I think Shannon and I, we, we both talked about having the same sort of experience of like, there's a place that you hear about like your whole life and you study, you know, yoga. So it's Indian things and you're reading these classical Indian texts and then you hear about it, hear about it, hear about it. But there was never that like pull to go until the moment that there was. And this trip just presented itself. And so I knew my advisor was going to be there and um, he doesn't do anything by email. Like he didn't want to read like, I couldn't just send it to him through email. Um, he wanted a paper copy, so I was like, well, what if I hand deliver it? <laughs> Not because I had to do that, obviously, but because um, it just felt like the perfect time to go. I guess I felt like that call. If I don't go now, when am I going to go? I didn't know that I'd be going back three more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of took hold. But, um, yeah, so I signed up. 
Nicole signed up to go, and then Shannon was like... <laughs> yeah, same thing. I, I really, honestly, I didn't ever have a desire to go to India, though everyone always asks, especially being a yoga teacher. They're always asking when you're going to go, and um, it just, it, same as Gabby was saying, it just didn't call to me until that moment when I walked in the studio, and Gabby and Nicole were going, and, you know... Um, I think I made a joke, like, oh, maybe I'll join you guys and Gabby, and in her beautiful way, was just like, yes, you know, you have to come, and, and then it sort of became reality, and um, I have two small kids, and I thought, I can't go away for two weeks, you know, and I ended up going home and sitting down on the couch and just opening up a calendar, and in the calendar, uh, it was the time I'm divorced, and my kids were, were with my ex all but three of the days, um, and so all of a sudden, it became easy to go and uh, I think within by that night I had bought my plane ticket and that's kind of how it happened we had no idea you know a week before that we'd be going to India and you know <laughs> it was like that was it um, and so so yeah so then we we jumped on a plane and thank goodness for Gabby's <laughs> advisor who literally um, you know, spent every day with us getting us involved in not just the city of Vrindavan, but also um, he had all the connections, you know, and he kept saying to me, he's like, you need to run a retreat. And I thought, I'm not here to run a retreat. I was here for me, you know, this one was for me. And um, it just became so overwhelmingly easy to run a retreat because he had it all set up that, um, it became, it was more effort to say no, if that makes sense. And so it just became by the end of that trip, Gabby and I knew that we wanted to come back um, mm -hmm. and that this was a way for us to come back and that we actually had the platform and connection and people to give a real uh, experience, you know, of what India is like, uh, you know, in the culture and in the city of Vrindavan. So, um, I mean, that trip for me was very... Uh, it's very, it, the, one of the things that I think happens in India is because it's so, uh, there's nothing to compare to, there's nothing that reminds you of home, there's nothing that reminds you of America whatsoever, that I wasn't thinking about my kids or my family or I wasn't reminded of anything, I had no memories, you know, nothing was reminding me of anything because everything was new and it just forces you to fully be in the present and I think, um, it, it, there's such chaos going on that you become the calm in the center and that calming and that presence is really um, a gift that I have never ever been able to feel anywhere else and it's indescribable really what happens um, and you know I think uh, it's it's that I'm not sure if it would have happened if I didn't have the call to go you know like it's I always tell people when they're interested in the trip if you have the call then you go and if you don't don't. It's not one that you'll probably like if you, you know, aren't really, if you're not feeling that pull. So once you feel the pull, um, it's, it's an amazing journey and experience and um, a little bit maybe about why we chose Vrindavan. I mean, yeah, it chose it's just us, so special. <laughs> I'm so um, just overjoyed, like, with what it is that we offer because um, and really because of this this gift that we've been given to have these connections and stuff, because there are places that are, there's a ton of places to um, retreat in India, and they're very geared towards Westerners. And um, so 
there's a bit of like, I don't, I don't know if sugar coating is the right word, but, um, you know, it's geared toward, and that's not what we wanted. You know, we wanted to give people a really authentic experience. That's the gift that we had is that, you know, you get to step into what it is, what yoga means there, not what it, what Westerners who do yoga here want over there. Um, so it's, it's really special. What yoga means there is really, um, not about a heavy asana practice or yoga poses at all. Um, the place that we're going, Vrindavan, is heavily steeped in the bhakti yoga tradition, um, so the yoga of love and devotion, and it's powerful and palpable to um, be in the city that is just practicing yoga, practicing this love and devotion um, 24 hours a day. It's, you can't not feel it. <laughs> so um, you get to experience that there. We have uh, Swami Satya Narayadasa, and he's the... Um, the guru of the ashram that we stay at and study at and eat at and um he's he's brilliant and trained not only classically but also um kind of like up to regular academic standards too in india and here so um that being said he can really relate and play that like put on those two hats of like traditional Indian study and deliver that to us, but in a way that's super accessible and understandable. Um, that's a huge gift um, to be able to study with him. Uh, yeah, when we ran it last year, we weren't sure how many classes to have. And um, the one request we got after you know coming back was that people wish that they had more classes with him. That's how amazing wow. he is. And so, uh, yeah, it's an amazing gift. He's, he's a brilliant teacher and super relatable. Um, and that's right at the ashram. And, and the beauty of this particular ashram as well, not only him, but the way that he, he holds his presence is that, uh, you know, we get to be exactly who we are as a group. He's not looking for, you know, um, lifelong students or anything like that. I mean, he's just like a regular guy and, you know, we're in the ashram being ourselves. And it's, um, it's a really uh, beautiful space to begin to see, you know, how yoga was taught and to learn from a real master and a real teacher and also feel comfortable, you know, being where we are, where you are in your own practice, in your own interest. Um, it's also, there's an Ayurveda clinic right there as well. So Everybody loves. Yeah, so you can go and like, you know, for, you go and get a treatment. I guess it's a treatment. Different for everybody <laughs> depending on you. Yeah, yeah they, they just look at you and take your pulse and then all of a sudden you end up, you know, getting prescribed something and it's a wonderful, amazing, <laughs> very unique experience, you know. And that's really, uh, maybe the, the real thing about India is that you're getting experience. I mean, it is experience from the beginning of the morning to when you wake up. I mean, there's just constant, um, you're in it, you know, um, the, to the temples, we go to temples, you know, we get to be around town, they're shopping, um, so much culture, um, so much, I don't know, do you want to talk a little bit about Krishna and why, I mean, on a basic level, I mean, if Sure. So in Vrindavan, um, it's a city completely devoted to Krishna. One thing that um, I always heard of Hinduism as like a polytheistic religion. And I was just, you know, interested to learn that it's like religious scholars don't consider it that. Um, 
that there's like in in all different areas, right? There's different gods that are seen as like the God. And so in Vrindavan, it happens to be Krishna. And so that's what this whole city is pulsating with is the love and devotion to that God, Krishna and Radha, which is the female version of Krishna. Um, and so, And it's yeah. where he was a child growing up. So there's lots and lots of stories, um, you know, that we're going to actually help the group that does come prepare a little bit this year and learn some of those stories. So it's got that childlike you know, joy he's as well. Fun God. He's yeah, super fun. Steals butter, my favorite. <laughs> Goes around, you know, creating havoc and chaos. So like for adults, which is you know, um, what kids are great at, and I think it just reminds us to to enjoy our life. I mean, that's what I get from it. Is it totally. just reminds me not to be so serious. Billy um, left. So all these stories yeah. about like his childhood, and um, they're all taking place at different places in the city that we'll go see and they call it his Leela. It's like Krishna and Radha's play together. And so when you go to Vrindavan, they say, have an excellent Leela. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wishing you a beautiful Leela because that's what this is for us too, is divine play. Yeah. Yeah. We feel, I mean, we, we just, I'm so excited that we get to go back again. Um, but you know, uh, what else? I mean, there's also, you know, you will go to a cow sanctuary, and that's, like, one of my absolute favorite things. I swear I fell in love with cows the first time I came, <laughs> the first time I went. Um, and that's a beautiful gift. We'll visit, like, a girl's school. Um, so you really get to learn about some of the things that, you know, are happening um, culturally as well. Uh, of course, we go to the Taj Mahal which is, you know, people love the Taj Mahal and, um, you know, definitely it's not far from where we are, so you have to go, you know, once you're there. Um, elephants. elephants. You get to wash the yeah. elephants, An take elephant care of them. Sanctuary and Yeah, so, I mean, there's some really uh, great highlights, you know, some spiritual walks around the town. Um, that you really get to see not only... Um, we, you know, there's so many different things that we do. It's so hard to talk about. I mean, honestly, India is very hard to talk about because it is the experience. And no matter what you hear and what you've been told, you can't, um, you can't really prepare for it. So I don't like to, it's hard because you can't talk about it. And I also don't like to tell people too much so that there's expectations, you know, but it's, um, I mean, what you get to see with from even just the level, um, I often say it's like, I say this all the time, but India to me is just reality in your face. Mm -hmm. You get to see the love, the devotion, the joy, the beauty, but you also get to see poverty and you get to see, um, you know, struggle and you get to see... Uh, <laughs> poop I mean you just do you know like yeah it, it's not um it's all at once you know you're not gonna bring it's not the kind of trip that you're gonna bring your curling iron <laughs> <laughs> and do your hair <laughs> so um but you get to see everything at once and they don't hide anything and I think that that's such a gift because it's all there and um you get to just see the humanness you know of of what it is to be human and um, and also, you know, what it is to be fulfilled and what it is to just be completely present. And that's all the things that we talk about in yoga, all the things that we study. Um, you don't have to know any of that stuff. Just being in India, you get the experience. You get everything. You know, for me, everything I've been studying just sort of happens when you're in India because you're, you're just in it. You just... You have no choice, you know? You can't be thinking about anything. You're just in it. And um, I don't know... 
how else to explain it? I mean, the words, I feel like there aren't words to really... It is tricky. And if you have any kind of background in, you know, like spiritual study and stuff like this, specifically with the Indian texts, I feel like they just come alive That's from that yeah. experience yeah. in a way, you know, that I had been studying for a long time, but it just really opened it up in a way that is undescribable. Just the references, like, you know, you hear about monkeys and stuff in these stories, what is that like? And then a monkey steals your bag. <laughs> and your shoe. <laughs> and then that means something totally different to you once you've had this yeah. experience. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's so much fun. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, and I, it's, it's, uh, they, they say Govi, who's one of the people that takes us around, who's an absolute, like, incredible thing and Deepak. Um, yes, but too. you know, everything from the monkey taking your shoes to stepping in something unpleasant, it's all yes. auspicious. And there's just like, <laughs> that's the greatest thing is that whatever it is that happens, it's like wonderful, you know, and there's always wonderful meaning. There's a it. meaning for everything. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Krishna does, he says, I was listening to some podcast by him before and he said what you said, if you're not like called to go, then don't because it's going to be difficult. He says about India that it's like, it's just everything is a little bit more difficult there. And so you might step in dog poop or like not, yeah, dog poop or cow poop, any poop. <laughs> you could get your shoes stolen or your sunglasses stolen. Like there's difficulty there. But once you have that call in your heart to go, like it's just it's keep getting louder play, and louder. And it is play. You know, to us in America, if that happened, if someone stole my shoe, I'd freak out. <laughs> and there it's like, you know, if a monkey kind of takes your shoe for a moment, you know, for a box, in exchange for a box of juice, it's play, you know, and it teaches us that is that the, all these things become, um, it's playful and it's beautiful. And it's just, um, there's just so much devotion, you know, and it's really, it's really does, it, it teaches you so much that I think you just keep processing. I mean, I still am like constantly, you know, letting it all settle in, all the wonderful things that we get to do, which again, um, the temples, and we will go to Krishna Das's teacher's temple as well, ashram. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of trips and a lot of things that we have planned that, um, again, are very hard to talk about, but it's just, it's, if you have the call, I mean, you know, if it's you have the call, you just you just jump in. It's not something that you think of twice about from my perspective. Um, I, I couldn't even begin. And, and the reality is even whatever it is that happens, you know, everybody um, gets infected a little bit once they're there, you know, and all different levels, you know, there's all different sorts of like revealing things, you know. The, the only other thing that um, I think that I was thinking about is when I originally wanted to go, I thought, oh, you know, as my tendency is, is that I'll, I'll go and learn something, right? I have to learn something. What is this going to be for? Like, this will fix something, you know? Um, something good has got to come out of it, whatever. Why am I going? And uh, I think what India has really taught me is that I'm totally okay just as I am. And so it's no longer about a trip that I go to try to fix anything or to better anything or to find something. It just really has allowed me to be okay uh, as I am. And, to, and I think that that comes fully just from being present. And, you know, it's hard for us to practice presence in our daily lives. But 
there it is just something that happens and it's a beautiful gift to to really feel like you don't need to, you can stop searching if that makes sense yeah you're not gonna i mean you might get some nuggets that you bring home some yes. cool one-liners <laughs> or something from our classes but that's like so much not it it that's it goes so much more beyond that like the teachings say um it transcends you know verbal things that's why it's so difficult to talk about but it's it transcends like your notions of good or bad like this is a good or a bad experience that i had it's not that it's just something that you take in your heart and it's there forever and you might want to go back again <laughs> again and again and, and, and again joining us every year because <laughs> we don't plan on stopping yeah. there's um, something about yeah. it that just it calls you it's, hard. it's calling you now i would say um maybe listen to yeah, it yeah give us a call <laughs> join us join reach us. out um yeah, we're here and uh, we're going in March and so it is filling and so, you know, grab your spot if, you, if you'd like to join. And thank you again for watching. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you again for listening to the episode. Um, if you're interested in retreat, there's a lot more information on the website on onyxyogastudio.com. Again, we're heading over March 1st to 10th, 2019, and you can absolutely reach out directly to me, Shannon, at onyxyogastudio.com, and we can be in touch and chat as well. I think we have just a handful of spots left, um, you know, and if, if you're called, we'd love to have you join. And again, uh, we appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Bye.